Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com. Greg Piatelli is back on the podcast, his first regular season appearance. We have a lot to catch up on as we talk about the last week and a half in baseball. Hot and cold teams, the best players, little Phillies talk, stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, all of the best for you. We also jump into a little bonus playoff talk for both hockey and basketball. We were giving live updates to the Capitals-Penguins game as the Capitals are moving on. We give a little analysis, too, as they're facing off with the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Sixers-Celtics game four, which I came back from on Monday night as we were recording it. As always, though, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, The Bullpen Card on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. That's where you can find all of our great blogs and analysis. But enjoy this week's episode. It's a lot of fun. Let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again. We are live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart, the mighty return of the podcast. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me is my man for the first time, as we realized in the regular season, Greg, the prophet, Piatelli. What's up, man? Jordy, you're doing well. Uh, another great week, month, year, if you will, whenever I get to hear your lovely voice in the podcast and actually respond to it, uh, as opposed to just screaming out loud at my cube every day at work. Yeah, and every live text. It's always <laughs> a it's always a thrill when you're not on. As much as I love having you on, is your text while you're listening to it. Yeah, you know, you just gotta you gotta you gotta let the people know what you're thinking. Yeah, you know, I mean, because why take the social media when you have the guy's number, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's taking DMs to a new level. <sighs> uh, how have you been, Jordy? I've been good. I've been yeah. good. You know. uh, Obviously, it's been about two weeks since we did a baseball pod, did the the uh, depressing basketball podcast last week. I say that because we had the before and after of the of Sixers Celtics game, too. Uh, but we've also seen each other since the last podcast. You know, it's great. The before and after that you guys had from last uh, pod, you and third and girls, because it was awesome because so, you guys were so jazzed up and so energized before the game and... You know, your hockey in the middle really gave a nice little break, and then you guys came back. And you, I feel like you had energy because you might have uh, been having some fun at the game, but there was just just the depression on the on not the depression, but the sound of like defeat or upset. Uh, yeah, you could say our apartment was uh, at a low in terms of uh, the spirits. I'm sure. And yeah. you're right. I had a few adult beverages whilst watching the game, so that helped a little bit. It, yeah. Uh, Energy level, was, energy level was there, which was nice to hear. Yeah, yeah that's always a criticism of you. <laughs> I'm, I don't have the energy level, so I hope I bring it tonight. Since you're back on the podcast, the first uh, time in the regular season, I know did, I mentioned that before. Did we catch uh, my live uh, pod? <laughs> did we what? Did we catch my opening? Uh, no, we did not uh, for the uh, okay for the, the the opening intro there. We'll we'll get it one day. Anyway, here we go. Here right. we go. So, Jordy, reintroduce me to the segment since this is the uh, what's yeah the first on the list. That's true, uh, and it's the la- It's probably the last podcast uh, before your birthday. So, 
happy pre- happy uh, early birthday to you. Yeah, so we are going to start live or uh, not live hot and cold teams. Since it's been two weeks, we're going to kind of look a little bit back. We decided we kind of agreed upon the last 10 games instead of the last seven days. Uh, go one American, one National League team. And Greg, we'll start with you. We'll start in the American League. Who do you got for a hot team? Hmm. That's a great question, Jordy. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go where everyone thinks I'm going to go. Um, uh, well, everybody thinks you're not going to go there, so you might as well go against it and say them. Um, no, honestly, I'm going to go Minnesota Twins. It's a good pick. Um, you know, they have had – they were slow coming out of the gate um, and – Almost got swept by the Blue Jays, but really have turned it around. And and after losing, what was it, seven straight games or eight out of whatever, and before that, um, to the Rays and the Yankees, they really sort of turned it around a little bit here, beating the White Sox and uh, even the Blue Jays. So a team that playoff team from last year, as we discussed earlier in the preseason, what have you, but um, hitting the ball well and finally. Uh, I guess warm enough to play games in Minnesota because they got rid of their roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Target Field uh, apparently warm enough to uh, smoke some Jays there, as it's <laughs> been a, a theme of it since it's open. No, but I, I'm glad that you pointed out they're hitting the ball very well. Their uh, pitching staff has been kind of eh, what we thought it, it, it might be. The, the reason, though, I say good pick on it is that offense. You know, Eduardo Escobar. Joe Maurer, Ed, Eddie Rosario, all having good starts to the year. Um, Rosario with seven homers, Escobar batting two, batting three eleven. Joe Maurer, um, you know, now playing a little bit of, of first base. You know, since his AL MVP performance as a catcher was that how long ago was that? Nine years ago, um, damn, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's batting two ninety one, so a good start to him. Um, you have Jose Barrios, who's having a, who's having a decent start to the year, three wins, but ERA is in, is nearly four, so a little ooh, there. But you know they're definitely. Um, you want to say they're headed in the right direction. The the AL Central's had a little bit of a down start to the year. Some of that, of course, you might want to say from you know hotter starts from teams you might not have expected, like Toronto or um, even Seattle. You might debate there, depending you know how you, you know, depending on what stats you want to look at there, they have a negative run differential, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the central division in general, even the Cleveland Indians are 17 and 17 coming into tonight. So you'd want to see some better performance out of, out of all those teams, but you know, the, the twins could be on, you know, could be on their way to, to catching up to 500. Yeah, no. And, and not for nothing, but the Indians have really not done anything to help themselves. No, not at all. You know, you know, they say you can't win a division this early in the season, but, uh, you know, if the Indians have gotten off to any type of hot start, they would have easily been running away with it at this point and seeing as yeah. every other team is below 500. But as it is, the Indians are, are at 500 exactly, so only two games up on the Twins. So uh, that was my reason for, you know, picking the Twins because I think it's, you know, they're keeping themselves in the race if you can because, like you said, or like we said, just said one second ago, uh, you can certainly – play yourself out of the race this early in the season. So who's yeah. your who's your hot team, Al? So I'm going to take the team that you uh, couldn't pick, which I can appreciate. You can't pick the rival, but I'm going to go with the Yankees. Shout out to my dad, big Yankee guy. But they're uh, – Yeah, you know, I, you know, 
Boston guy. Give it to me. No, no, but, no. I'm, uh, I'm booing your dad, not the Yankees. Oh, yeah. I mean, Army George. Shout out to that guy. Um, yeah, so the Yankees, 9-1 in their last 10 games. They've really started to get it together in terms of you know everything that started. They're, they're only a game back of your Boston Red Sox, who are still – Despite being the best team ever to be no hit, they're still they're still right up there in terms of record. Uh, still in single digits for loss, but the Yankees are first in runs in all of baseball, fifth in terms of earned run average, which I think is huge. Their pitching staff got off to the year on kind of a mess start. Uh, but the, I mean, the big part though are, are two guys that had good years last year that people thought weren't going to do well this year. You know, really outside of the Yankee fans, um, my dad included, a couple of coworkers of mine included. Those are Didi Gregorius, who on a lot of people's top 10 shortstop lists was excluded from it. Um, and then Luis Severino, who, you know, everybody thought he had this this real, you know, overperform year. And he's five, he's five wins, 2.11 ERA, 52 strikeouts. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka is up there as well. He's a little bit higher of an ERA of, of over four, but... I mean, the Yankees, though, they're 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 doing what we all thought they they might do. I mean, they're putting runs across the board. Their pitching staff is is starting to look together, which I think is is still overperforming a little bit, but they're looking really good. And I think it's a you're, you know, a number of steps ahead of where you were from uh, Giancarlo Stanton striking out five times within what, twice within a week and the Yankee fans booing him twice. So. You know, good on them of, of kind of picking up the pieces and, and continuing forward. They have a good away record. They played a actually an astron or not astronomical, but a lot of games at home, and they're fourteen and five, which you know, good on them of a uh, you know the tough New York crowd. You hear it for no matter what New York team you're talking about, whether it's the Yankees, the Knicks, the Rangers, even the Giants or Jets, the New York crowd can be tough. And uh, you know, the Yankees, despite all the expectations, are starting to live up to that hype. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we, you know, we, we knew this team was going to, uh, or the Yankees, I should say, were going to put up uh, big offensive numbers, and um, you can call it, you know, just preseason warm-up the first month or what have you, but, uh, you know, when you win games 7-4, you know, 11-1, you know, they're just getting runs, eight. Yeah. Eight, three, seven, four. So, like, their pitching staff doesn't have to do much more than like half the games they won, they let up five runs, you know, so or three runs, so four runs. Like, you know, it's it's if a pitching staff lets up four runs, normally, normally you lose the game. But, um, you, you know, the Yankees pitchers are fortunate to have, enough to have uh, Didi Gregorius uh, playing really well, and uh, and then they called up this young guy who. You know he's he, Glaber Glaber Torres, Jordy. Yep, yeah, Glaber Torres. Uh, he's a third baseman, right? Yep, third baseman doing yeah. very well. Called him up, and there goes uh, Manny Machado's shot at playing for the Yankees. But this kid, uh, you know, just adds to the baby bombers. You know, adds to the Didi and the Sanchez and the judges and the baby bombers. He just adds to it, and uh, you know, you wonder what they're feeding them in terms of. Uh, Pills and shots and stuff. And, and like, oh no! Oh, just kidding. Now, honestly, yeah. it, you know, we we talked about it. the team is going to be a good team to begin with, but uh, when your shortstop's leading leading the team in home runs, uh, and he's about probably weighs as much as as John Carlo, one bicep of John Carlo and one bicep of Judge, 
uh, you know, if those two ever start hitting homers, then this team is going to be hard to, uh, hard to catch up in, in terms of run category. So we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, I guess I, I hear why they're, they're your hot team of the, of the last 10 days, but, uh, doesn't mean I have to like it. And, uh, we're heading into a nice three game series in Yankee stadium right now. So, well, I was going to ask tomorrow. you, I was going to ask you, but quickly before I ask you the question, I, I wanted to point out kind of your point of being able to put up runs. Uh, the Yankees bullpen has blown five saves that's been, you know, in the ninth inning or, or earlier, because blown hold counts as a blown save statistically. Um, David Robinson is the uh, is the one I'm I'm pointing out there. Same with Tommy Kaline, but five blown saves, including a role as Chapman. He's one and zero. Chad Green's blown one. He's two and zero. David Robertson's blown two. He's two and one. And Tommy Kaline's blown one, and he's one and zero. Which I mean, for not for nothing, and, and kind of it's very arbitrary stats for how both work, but. It just shows that the the offense can you know pull themselves up if you know something negative happens, mm-hmm. especially the Aroldis Chapman stat of being one and zero despite a blown save. It just shows that they can rally from either the other team tying it or even taking a lead and, and coming forth to win the game. But my yeah, question to I you, I was like, good. Oh no, no, you 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 analyze, and I'll ask you my question. No, I mean my, my my only point would be you know we always or at least myself always knew and thought that that was their weakness was going to be uh their pitching no. and, and to be fair um you know robertson just came off the dl so you know you, you get him some time to get back to it and true, true. everything like that and chapman you know we know he gears up for the end of the season anyway so um you know i wouldn't read too much into it but i think you're right you, the bullpen can afford to let up some runs and, and, you know, thank you for help proving my point, but yeah. I, am I nervous for the Red Sox Yankees? No. Cause it's freaking may. I don't know what your question it wasn't is. That but... You're nervous. Mine is more, it's, it's more of a, a betting man's question, Greg. Mm-hmm. It's an over under mm-hmm. on how many fights are going to happen at Yankee stadium. Mm. Or are the Yankees going to be calmer? Cause they're wearing pinstripes. Nice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 unless someone gets hit or someone does something, um, you know, I don't think anything's going to get started because I think they hit each other and they got them out of the way last time. Um, you know, both teams are playing too well right now. Whereas before the Yankees were sucking and they really needed, and the Red Sox were playing well, so they needed to change the fates a little bit. And I think it helped them a little bit because the Red Sox haven't skidded by any means, but they definitely slowed in terms of their, winning pace and the Yankees sort of picked it up. So it definitely helped the Yankees and I think it did what it was supposed to. And that's why you send out a guy who's juiced up and lost his mind because he got hit with a pitch. Like how many times do batters get hit with pitches, especially after a dirty slide. And you know, this kid decides to try it out to the mound. Do you mean you can't control your anger, bud? It's like roid rage to a max. So, um, I mean, other people have charged out to the mound and had cool ninja acrobatic, type shit this year and you know i'm not you know and i'm not going to accept your thesis of that they're all roid raged out because i love nolan arenado no i'm talking about i'm talking about the guy who uh, i'm talking about specifically the one yankee guy who guards <laughs> the mound his, I know. Name, his name doesn't even deserve to be mentioned at least out of my mouth and you know you literally you know you the for those who didn't see it which 
you know, many pods. Yeah, that's a month ago. I mean, many, many pods ago. The people. Many, many pods ago. He slid into second base, spikes high. Brock Holt missed the next three games because of it. Um, his spikes went into the leg of of the Red Sox at the time. He was playing shortstop, and um, the next time he came up to bat, or two times later, Joe Kelly throws 100 miles an hour. No big deal. Uh, you know, threw a nice low breaking ball, low and away, and then threw a fastball inside that happened to tail up and smoke him in the back. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So, you know, you get him hanging over the plate with the low uh, low curve away, and and then you come inside with the high heat, and it happened to hit him in the back, and the guy lost his mind for no reason because he's righted out and can't control his anger and his emotions. Um, you know. It's just what it is. So, started a little brawl that uh, resulted in a bunch of suspensions. But our our fearless, our fearless, uh, <laughs> you know, Joe Kelly again throws a hundred. So if, if it would suck to get hit by him. But anyway, moving on. We got to keep this. Uh, we always tend to run long here. Let's try and keep it uh, within. <laughs> no, Jordan, I agree. Who is your? Oh, that's your hot team. Who's your cold team in American League? American League cold team for me has got to stay in the AL East. It's got to be the Baltimore Orioles mm-hmm. who, I mean, I, I picked them before, but they are just historically horrendous. I mean, they are minus 72 in terms of their run differential. They're eight and 26. These guys can't catch a fucking break. They're on a six game skid. Uh, the Manny Machado, you know, the trades that should that should have happened are something's definitely going to, and it's not going to be on July 31st. If you're that guy, and I don't know if he's a Boris client or not, and maybe that's why it didn't happen, but you got to try to get the fuck out of there. You have pitchers who can't do shit for you. They're 25th in ERA, 29th in whip. They're letting up nearly a base runner and a half an inning. I mean, Machado, though, coming back to him, batting nearly 350, 346, nine homers, 27 ribbies. This guy's doing everything for the fucking team. Greg, he has 27 runs batted in, and the team has scored 115. He has legitimately, or almost, a quarter of the team's runs batted in. It is absurd, Greg. Absurd. Kevin Gosman leads his fucking team and wins. With two, it's May 7th. The season started in March. He has two wins. That's not good. Listen, I mean, Last. the reason the reason why I, I I respect your pick, and it was going to be, I almost picked them myself, but the reason why I wasn't going to pick them is because they haven't been good all year. Okay. Um, if you look at... They lost six straight, though. It's I not have, a... No, no, no. Bad. No, it's a great pick. It is a great pick. Um, and and to be fair, they have they've only won they've only won like one or two games here and there, you know, mixed in with like three game losing streaks, four game losing streaks, six game losing streaks. You know, it is a great pick. You're right, um, but you know, we you and I feel like uh, tend to you and I feel like tend to not pick teams in last. True, true. Um, so the only reason why I choose not to pick them was simply because they really haven't been good all year. Um, yeah, this, this is why we bring you on because you uh. You bring the you bring the high heat. 
No, and and my thing with Machado is every look at I mean look throughout history how many guys going into going into a free agent year have the best numbers of their lives you know look at Adrian Beltre you know going into his, his contract year turns around has an unbelievable best season of his career and gets an uh, ridiculously high like ten year crazy amounts of number with the Rangers contract and um, you know guys cash out and that's you're playing for your contract so you're you know, you're trying to put up those huge numbers. Oh, true. Um, Very true. So mindset for Machado, I mean, does he really care if they win or lose? No, I, don't, I really don't think he does. Um, now he's the lock to be a rental player, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you definitely could. You could definitely could argue that and say that. And that's certainly what everyone's thinking. But I think the price is going to be too high, and I think that's the problem. Oh, yeah. I think. No, I agree, and I think the Oilers. Yeah, and I think. I mean, rightfully so. The Oilers are going to try and rebuild one. You know, with one price trade. Game. If if we're being fair, no team is going to trade their farm system in in March or, or sorry in May um, for a guy for the rest of the season. You know, it's it's if I'm going to trade for someone this early, it's going to be he's signing with me long term. You know, so true, true. Um, you know, that's certainly the the take right now is that he's going to trade this early, but I just don't I don't agree with it because whether I'm right or wrong, but people like I said don't. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. You know, he could get hurt tomorrow or what have you, and you're not going to trade your farm system for a guy in May when you could be out of it in October. So, um, or in July, I should say, by the deadline. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, because right now, <laughs> the team that he was potentially going to sign with this offseason, the Yankees, who have the money to pay him, not many teams do, but the Yankees, uh, guess what? They have a young third baseman who they just called up. He's crushing it. Guess what? Another team who can pay him money, the Red Sox. They have a young third baseman who they love. The, the, Ooh, the Philadelphia Flyers, or, uh, whoa. Wrong sport, buddy. Sorry. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies, they have the money, have a third baseman that they love. So, um, Love is a strong, we'll, we'll get to that, but love but is no, a strong what, term. What I'm saying is that, you know, he's he's already, my. I guess my point that I'm trying to bring up is all these teams have a young third baseman that they, that they are going to keep. So if you've, just because I've watched the Orioles because they played the Red Sox and I've followed them a little bit. Machado has been playing more and more shortstop, more than he has ever in his career. Uh, he played, I think he's played like the last four or five games at shortstop, if I have that yeah. correct. So yeah, he, he even said when he was, when the trades were like in rumor during spring trading, he wanted to go somewhere where he could play shortstop. Right. So, so he's just, that's... he's he's been playing shortstop like regularly for them. Um, and Again, you look at the Yankees, Red Sox, both have young shortstops. You know, he's not going there. So uh, it's, it's, he's got to find a team that has the money. And, and in terms of trading early, I can't see someone doing it just for the reason I mentioned earlier. But yeah, good point. It's a great good point. Great point for my, your cold team, my cold team. Uh, I'm going to the Houston Astros. Um, you know, they, granted, they played the Diamondbacks in Arizona, but lost two out of three to them, got swept by their last three out of four to the Yankees at home. You know, when you lose, you lose three games at home out of four to the Yankees. It's to any team is not good when you lose three out of four at home. Um, no. And then they lost, Vita, you know, they two out of three of the athletics, but then they lost two out of three to the angels. So, and sort of keeping that division, they lost the lead, right? They, they're no longer in first in that division. So um, dropping down below Los, the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. So um, Houston Astros would be my cold team of the last 10 days, just simply because, yeah, they're still putting up a ton of runs. Um, plus sixty, not letting up any runs. But yeah. you're right. Plus they're kind of they're not. 
No, it's I like mean, in golf. You could hit the ball really well, but if you can't score for shit, what does it matter? That's what they're doing here. Yeah, and if they lost five of the last they six pitch games. The, they can lost, pitch the ball well, but they can't score. They've lost five of the last six games. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm not disagreeing. I was and sorry. I tried to no, including three at home. Use the wrong verbs in my in, golf analogy. Including three at home to the Yankees. So, uh, in a row. So for me, that that would be my cold. Oh, let's go! Oh, buddy, let's go! Let's go! Let's go! But anyway, you can cut this part. You can cut this part. No, no, no. It's okay. I've done let's this before go. with the hockey. Capitals, um, let's move on to the National League. We'll, Capitals, we'll, uh, we'll just get... beat the Penguins. Let's go. What was oh the bird celebration? Oh, Penguins, I guess. Anyway. Holy fucking let's shit. Go. Holy fucking shit. I couldn't believe this. So a side note. I had said, and I said this on text to Matt. I said it to you before we got on. That it was going to be the lock of the century, and I'm seeing it now because I'm on a delay. But holy shit. Sorry, did I ruin it for you? How far behind you? For you? I'm so happy. I'm so fucking happy that the Capitals won. Holy shit. Because I know what's happening. And the Penguins are driving. Here comes Ovi. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, it's on breakaway. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. What I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, I ruined that for you. Let's Everyone's going to fucking see this play. You're going to see my live reaction to it. Let's oh, and there's some little lady with a fucking Malkin jersey going out. Oh, my God, Murray. Oh, what a great pass by Holtby. Look at Holtby. Look at how happy he is. Holy shit. Oh man, what a good what a good splitter though between the American League and the National League. But yeah, I thought this was gonna be the lock of the century. Going back to Pittsburgh, no fucking William Nylander. Good on the Capitals to move on to play Tampa. Sorry, Greg. No, um, sorry, I love it. I'm but pumped. getting through, good for Ovi. Ovi's a guy. Well, he's you know he's a Russian. He might be a Russian spy according to ESPN, but we know they sometimes lie. Um, oh, they always lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm I mean? not a machine. I'm just Albert. <laughs> I'm just Albert. Speaking of, we forgot to mention Albert Pujols' 3,000th hit up in Seattle this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who, Huge. yeah, he he's been a staple in the major leagues for you know as far back as I can remember, and and he's, he's on the cover of like MLB 2003. Yeah, and he's like con- continues he to be in 2001. Like, yeah, <laughs> continues to be one of the better hitters, and even you know. Even players, you know, you think about the fact that they got Otani now DHing more and more. They like this, <laughs> you know. He's got to play first base more and more. So good for him. Yeah, uh, good on him. They just they just showed Ovechkin's uh, face, and he just let out a huge sigh of relief when they scored. Yeah, I've seen it now. Right, I just saw him shake Crosby's hand, and it was sign of you know sign of sign, sign of respect, mutual respect. Anyway, moving Ooh, on to the National League, Greg. Man. I know we gotta we gotta calm down and, and get through the uh, the hot teams. Um, we'll start with you. Yeah, who do you got for a uh, for your hot team of the week? Um, uh, for the National League, the National League. Well, I really wanted to go with um, the Nationals, winners of uh, you know seven of the last ten. Yeah. Um, but but you have to go with the team that. One five straight St. Louis Cardinals catapulted themselves to first place in the Central. Um, sort of taking command of a, of a, I could have even gone Giants eight and two, but 
taking command of a division. I guess the Rockets. Yeah. Anyway, you got it. You can talk about someone different. But the Cardinals, for me, um, taking command of a division that we, you and I, predicted would be very close, and I think it's close for the wrong reason in terms of teams not winning a lot, whereas we thought they would be close because they won a lot. But um, Cardinals swept the Cubs. Uh, I guess you could call swept the White Sox because it's a two-game series. Um, right. Sort of beaten some good quality teams here. Um, I think they've owned the Cubs more or less the whole season, so that'll be good for them coming how, down. How about the cold takes exposed? Did you see that, the tweet? That no. some, they showed some Cubs fans in the in the bottom of the 14th inning when they were up. I think it was 4-3, to three, and the final score was 5-3. And some fans were holding up the W flag. Oh, no. And the next pitch, the Cardinals player hits the walk-off home run. Damn, that's awesome. I did not it's see almost, that. It's almost as embarrassing as firing off confetti when you think you hit a game-winning shot. But Yeah, I mean, that's as embarrassing. Uh, yeah, that's we pretty can, embarrassing. That's, but, for the, um, that's for the end of the pod. Yeah, that's for but the yeah, pod. A little bonus coverage there. That's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my hot team of the week. Jordy, who's yours? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Nationals. Uh, they just they just took two out of three from the Phillies. They look pretty good. Um, we talked about it a little bit before with the Yankees of a team that just can be resilient in terms of just it's just not going away. You have a number of guys who are hitting the ball pretty well. Um, Bryce Harper, even you know, despite a little bit lower of a batting average, he's still killing the ball. He's 12 homers, 28 ribbies. He's walked 39 times. This has been more and more of a story for Bryce Harper that he just either gets walked intentionally or just gets pitched around for the fact of, you know, that's he's one of the better hitters in, in the national league. Um, but I mean, to look at it though, Greg, he's batting 246, but his, the rest of his slash on is 427 for on base percentage of 579. Cause on top and he's the 12 homers. He only has two doubles. That's how many extra base hits 14 of them. 12 are home runs. It's absurd. But around him, he's got Matt Adams, who's having an incredible year, batting nearly 300 at 296, a slugging percentage of over of 676 because he has eight homers, three doubles. Um, I mean, so really some of the cast around him starting to come together. Trey Turner's still having a good year. You expected that out of him. Howie Kendrick, who you know was qu- was claimed off of waivers from the Phillies last year. He's having a good year at 281, four homers. So, I mean, the Nationals starting starting to put it together. Their pitching staff has been getting more and more consistent. Max Scherzer, of course, who didn't even get a win yesterday because of uh, the Phillies rallying against him, could have gone to 7-0, and uh, but still is, has six wins, a earned run average of, of 1.74, 80 strikeouts in a month. That's just absurd. But Steven Strasburg's doing his thing, 54 Ks, 233, uh, uh, no, that's a uh, uh, Gio Gonzalez, who's who's uh, also doing very well. Strasburg's at, at uh, three forty-seven. Uh, Yahoo flipping around the Gio and St- and Strasburg, the stats there. But yeah, no, the Nationals having a good season. No, I agree. And and you know, for the longest time, they were just re- they were just relying on Bryce Harper to carry them through, and he's been unbelievable this year. You can tell he's he's also in a contract year, Jordy. He's also uh, just like Machado. Uh, it's funny how. Yeah, but yeah, but. Harper's getting fucking paid already. No. What I'm saying is the two guys are in their contract year are having an unbelievable season. So, um, you know, we knew. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, maybe him, them and the Yankees uh, have the same doctors, but you never know. Um, no. Uh, oh. so... <laughs> Who's fucking nets off? I still can't believe it. No, so I was, uh, you know, 
love 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 the uh love the pick with the washington nationals um my cold team jordy it could have gone cubs um just because you, you can't lose the cardinals that many times and what have you but uh, they were on a win streak before that, so I'm not going to go to the Cubs. I'm going to go with the New York Mets. Not only oh. because uh, they have not looked great. Uh, uh, let's see. They've lost eight of the last ten. Yeah, eight of the last ten. They now designated Matt Harvey and had that whole thing blow up in their face. And um, yeah, That know, was the right pick, though. It was the right decision. They got swept by the Rockies, swept by the Braves, both at home. Six game, Six games at home. Swept. The Braves are almost a hot team of the week for me. They're still looking very solid. I hear you. I hear you. But the Mets played six games at home and lost all six straight. Um, you just can't can't do that. It's crazy. It speaks to how good they started the year because they're still um, you know only a game and a half back uh, of the Braves in first place in the East. But uh, for me, it's the Mets uh, losers of six straight. I know. I know they won tonight, but um, before that, they were losers of six. So. Yeah. That's my cold team of the week, Jordy, for the National League. Let's uh, let's hear yours. Mine is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh, tell me why. Yeah, the Dodgers, uh, they've had a, a bit of a uh, streak. They just lost two or three to the San Diego Padres, a team that it, whether it's you or Matt or myself, uh, it seems like they always come up in this conversation. They're in fourth place in their division at 15 and 19. Their pitching has done pretty well, uh, only letting up 141 runs. Uh, they do have a positive run differential at plus 10, but uh, 151 runs, despite being the best in the National League West, uh, is not good enough for me. They're losers of six of their last 10. Um, really, you know, from the, the lineup that, that this team put together, they um, you know, they looked like they could be a lot better. You know, yeah, sure, you have, a, you have some injuries in there. You have Clayton Kershaw hitting the DL last week with his uh, – bicep tendonitis in his throwing arm Corey Seager out for the season um you know Yasiel Puig's up there as well but their their third baseman Turner with the beard yeah he didn't even make the the beginning of the regular season that's a good point I mean but but still you know you're you're still have a pretty solid lineup around there and I I don't know I I, I think they could be doing better in terms of it especially when you kind of look at the rest of the division in terms of, I mean, I was even high on the giants. They're, they're doing very well. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Colorado has a negative run differential and has been terrible at home where they're normally, normally good. Um, very good on the road, which good on them. Arizona though, we talked about it before of, of the Indians not doing what they were supposed to do on a weak division, Arizona doing that. So props to them, but the Dodgers, I still think could be doing a little better. Uh, and, and they're just not, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's surprising because it's, you almost have to ask the question, are they, you know, eight games out, out of, out of first now, are they too far gone? They might Um, be, honestly, this might be exactly what happened to the giants last year. Yeah, no, you're right. And and the team fall off so far from world series to, to this, but um, team we should have been talking about was the diamondbacks. I mean, their pitching staff has shown to be the best, pitching staff and all of major league baseball now oh, again, Diamondbacks. but this, the most surprising part is the fact they put up 146 runs this year which is uh second no third in the fourth third or fourth in the national league um behind the braves the phillies uh whoops 
the flyers. Uh, and Alex, it's weird because the Braves, the Braves and the um and the Pirates of all teams are so high up there. And then there's a number of teams floating around that 145 to 150 mark. So but the point is that the order, that, yeah, they're they're doing very the well the offensively. Up there offensively, which we always we talked about, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't have a chance to win uh, the division if their offense wasn't there and they're and they're and they're, they are, yeah. They're making us look like great, uh, great podcasters. So, um, love the hot and cold teams of the week, Jordy. Uh, give me a, give me a five minute rundown. Actually, yeah, give me a five minute rundown on the on the Phillies and. Uh, oh, we're jumping to the Phillies right now. Yeah, let's let's All let's right. shake it up. Give me a five minute shake rundown. On the yeah, Phillies. so normally we wait until they do the players, but the Phillies currently up eleven nothing, top of the ninth against the San Francisco Giants, another hot team. Winners of eight of the last ten. That's about to go to, uh, I would think, seven of the last ten. But who knows when that uh, last win came? But the Phillies, you know, the last couple weeks since we last spoke, or since we last spoke on the podcast, I should say, uh, you know, they've had an interesting start to the year. Um, you know, a lot of people have been mixed on your boy Gabe the Babe. I started off a little cold just because I knew it would go one way or the other, and it seemed like it was going to go the other. Uh, but now it's starting to seem like the the you know the the positive way is emerging in terms of him uh, you know trusting the the analytics of the game and and kind of that that way that's something that the front office has really wanted to do since Matt Clintock took over. Uh, is, uh, but, is 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 that a thing? Is his nickname Gabe the Babe finally? Have people accepted, or is are you just saying that to amuse me? I'm saying it to amuse you. Uh, I, I'll try to make it a thing. It should I be. That's it, Gabe the Babe is 100 percent his. Uh, it's got to be his nickname. But no, listen. I mean, tough to get booed three games in the season. Now everyone's loving him, and it's just classic scumbag Philly. But well, um, again, you're you're using words very loosely. I don't know if people here necessarily love him because he's still um, yeah, he's still kind of shaky. I mean, so the he's Phils, a weird to kind of give you. He's a weird guy. Let's be honest. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. He always was, but he also had had Brady Little, who was a good manager. He also had Terry Francona, who we all yeah. learned from. So, I want to hear more of, of your of your take from the Phillies. But Gabe the Babe, I got to defend my. I'm not gonna let you sit here and trash Gabe the Babe. Oh no, no, I'm not trashing him. I like what he's been doing. At the same time, you can see why. Why on the first day of the year, the guy pulls. Aaron Nola, who's who's throwing very well, and and as I've said numerous times on this podcast, has had injury issues, so it's understandable why on opening day you're th- pulling a guy in the fifth inning. You might want to let him finish it. He did eventually do that a couple weeks or about a week and a half ago against the Braves. But you know, Aaron Nola, been, being 24 years old, the Phillies' best pitcher and probably their future, 100. Oh no, their no, 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 Greg, I'm agreeing with you. He's had injury issues. He, he missed half of the last two years. 100 percent pull him early. I mean, Chris Sale. Their Red Sox were pulling Chris Sale at like 65, 75 pitches the first two starts Not, he had. Greg, as as the, uh, I'll say great because he's won a World Series ring in the pros as well as in the the college ranks, and I don't want to talk about where he went to college uh but joe madden said we're taking gabe the babe will be taking the philadelphians from being cheesesteak people to sushi people refining <laughs> our class uh again we're not talking that's about impossible. that's impossible a little bit of where he went to college in terms of his uh his degree you know his metaphor impossible. emphasis on college but uh impossible to take uh to take philly and turn them into class but anyway 
Whoa, 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 whoa! How many? We, you're you're an exception. You're an exception. Uh, you're well, we an exception. have some we have some classy shit here. All right, give me give me more. What the? Tell me tell me tell me why Aaron Nola is not the best pitcher on this team. Who is? Uh, I would say he is. Uh, I'd say Nick Pavetta's up there. Uh, he just Nick Pavetta's kind of where Aaron Nolan was in the last couple of years. He's been a little been a little shaky though. He has the same number of strikeouts as Nola. Uh, just kind of a little tougher in terms of uh, maintaining runners, if that makes sense. Um, he has had a bit of a, of a rough streak, but I mean, a guy that that's kind of flown under the radar that was their big signing throughout the year or throughout the off season was, was H.J. Carrietta, who's kind of living up to that hype. He's um, that something, you know, what we, that tempered hype, I should say. He's three and one, six starts comparatively to Nola Pavetta and Velasquez is seven. Um, and he's, you know, pitching 315, 315 is ERA, 1.08 is his whip. Batters are uh, hitting 205 against him. Uh, only 22 strikeouts, though, so a little low there. And he's walked a number of batters. But I mean, the number of times I've seen him pitch, he's been able to either get himself out of early jams or even if he lets up a run or two in the first or second inning, he settles in pretty quickly. So I think as the season goes on, he may prove more and more valuable as uh, you know, as everything goes um, in one last start, he's pitched just as many innings as Nick Pavetta uh, never, and actually third more, one more out. I, and I feel like he's never been a, a big strikeout guy. I feel like he's always a, like a Porcello ground ball type of pitcher, but yeah, uh, you know, Derek, I mean, I, I guess just more that shut down, that shut down guy. Uh, that's Lowe, a good point. Derek Lowe, Bronson Arroyo type. Yeah, that's a good um, point. So, tell me about this this fifth starter that doesn't isn't really a fifth starter, and why is he Ben Lively? Why? What? What's the deal? Why do you guys? Why do the Phillies uh not give their fifth starter a shot? What's going on here? Well, so Ben Lively has been a little up and down. He's zero and two. And five starts, he's actually been bounced from the rotation uh, for, for the – well, so we, you also have to remember, Greg, the guy he's been bounced for has been a guy on – that was on the rotation last year. Who is that? Zach, Zach Eflin. Eflin Mania is back. Hmm. So tell, me why, tell me why I should like him over Lively. I mean, Zach Eflin in, in one start, six innings, only one run, that's a 1.5 ERA. Only three hits, one walk, that's a 0.5 whip. Or no, no walks, uh, 0.5 whip. Batters batting 1.5 or point or one, 150, Jesus Christ, against him. <laughs> um, 1.5. So, yeah, they're batting over 1,000 against him. So why, um, so why was this guy not starting all year? Because he's been hurt. Ah, there it is. There yeah, it is. That's what I said yeah. that before. You, you know what's listening. you know what's impressed me the most about this 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 uh, Phillies pitching staff? What their bullpen? Their bullpen's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They've been terrible. What are you talking about, Jordy? I just keep on your toes here. No, listen. Yeah, they've been terrible. Yeah. But the back I'm... end, the back end's been good. Who Hector Neris, their closer that has a four point one five ERA? I love Hector Neris. I want yeah, him to succeed. Yeah, because he fucking throws fireballs, but he's been. I want him to succeed so bad. I do too. I love Hector Neris coming into this year, and he's been so bad. He's blown two saves, including yesterday against the fucking Nationals, when the Phillies grind out a four to one lead. They squander it, 
to go down to lose five, four, four runs in the eighth and ninth inning, two and two. It's terrible. Greg. <laughs> doesn't sound fun. Uh, doesn't sound fun. It's let's not over. Let's switch over that to your Red Sox. No, real quick. Offensive MVP for the Phillies so far. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, it's hard to not pick Reese, but a guy that I that I would like to talk about a little bit because he came into this year with such low expectations and such a high, um, high probability of getting booed more than Gabe Kapler even coming home was Michael Franco, the third baseman. He actually has a better batting average, more home runs, and has come through in the clutch a lot. He is 26 RBI. He's only struck out 15 times. The thing about him, though, is that he gets a lot of – he's been spot-subbed out. He started a, a lot of less games than you know Hoskins or Hernandez or Odubel Herrera. Um, or even Carlos Santana. Um, Scott Kiggery actually has more games played than he does, the rookie, um, a guy that a lot of people thought at the beginning of the year when, when Kingery started the season on, you know, at third base, uh, would take his spot pretty quickly, especially how Gabe Kapler was managing the team right at the beginning of the year. But Franco has, has kind of proven his worth um, in terms of being there. He's, you know, proven to be this, you know, a leader both on and off the field. And I think he's done very well there. Um, Herrera's had a really nice bounce back year. He's batting 333. How can you not pick a double Herrera? He's leading the team in batting average. He's leading the team in hits. He's one behind at home runs. He's not that far behind an RBI. Like, yeah. Uh, well, I was getting to him. He hit two bombs tonight. Uh, one that was just completely just. A complete fucking shot out into center field, and another one that was a laser. Shout out to your boy Dustin Pedroia, the laser show, uh, into right field. Um, fun. It was fun watching the the broadcast right before you and I hopped on, and they were talking about the little kid that caught it. Um, I think he caught it off a seat, but they were afraid that he caught it in the air. Some like five year old. <laughs> They're afraid like the little kid might have like broken his hand or something. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. Herrera's definitely been um been up there i mean it, it's been nice to see him come back because last year he went all over the place he infamously didn't even start opening day uh because we weren't really sure where we were gonna see from him and, and i think uh you know gabe kapler was using a little bit of the analytics to not start him against a lefty but he's done very well and and again he's he's kind of overcome the you know the down the down start of the year um, one guy, though, kind of on the flip side that I've been a little disappointed about, and, and I'm sure everybody else has been, too, is J.P. Crawford. He's on the DL right now, but really hasn't been hitting well. And that's not what you want to see out of a guy that's been one of your top prospects that you've been waiting to see for you know however long. Yeah, don't need to rush him. Give him some time. All right, let's move on to uh, hot player of the week, George Washington Cannell, the sixth. Yeah, so mine is going to be staying on the topic of you know, teams that, that we were talking about as, as hot teams, um, a team we almost picked, or you almost picked, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to use Andrelton Simmons as mine. Um, a lot of hits for him, 13 hits for a good Angels team that we talked a hang little on, bit about. On. Can you say that first name again? 
<laughs> Andre Andrelton. What it's Andre Andrel Pel Andrelton. Listen, you're right. I just you just you butchered it so bad. I had to hear. You I'm say terrible it again. pronouncing names. This is not news to anybody. I, I don't know why it's so again. funny. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. God, the graves dug. I'm just gonna go lay in it. All right, here um, we go. Give me more about this kid. Yeah, so he's a great shortstop for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of America, of who's America, North America, uh, nice. and another, 13 another, hits. another young shortstop in the American League. I mean, and even yeah. across. Uh, anyway, I'm not Does sure. Does the American League have a shortstop problem? They, uh, huh. Yeah, that, if, is, if Machado thinks he's playing shortstop in the American League, good luck, bud. Keep yeah. it moving. Is there going to be a controversy at the All-Star game? Keep it moving. Here we go. Is there? I mean, are you going to – is that no, going to be your entire infield? That's. I mean, Gregorius. Anyway, continue. Here we go. Give me – give me, come on. So, tell, me, tell me why this kid's the best. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's getting production done. The guy scored five runs for a team that has battled their way up into first place in a in a uh, you know what should be very competitive AL West. We've talked about it a lot. The Astros might be not doing so well, but the Seattle Mariners have been doing well. Like we've all hoped and prayed and thought they would. They're finally up there, um, and. You know, I, I really think this Angels team, you know, they're they're definitely making a push. And I think a lot of people were very optimistic on them coming into the season. And I think that they're starting to live to that hype. And Simmons, Otani, obviously Mike Trout and Mike, and Albert Pujols, who've always been the, the heart and soul of that lineup since Pujols came over and, and Trout came up five years ago. But, you know, uh, you know, having those those key players around them is certainly helpful to say the least. And it, it's nice to see a guy, especially in the middle infield that that's not known for power be up there amongst the, you know, the big hitters in the American league in terms of hits. Yeah. Um, you know, other guys you could have easily picked are Francisco Lindor, or Eddie Rosario guys that, you know, can, can all hit right. and hit for power. Listen, listen, before you take all my fucking picks right before I was about to talk, but yeah, you also fucking JD Martinez up there. So I was going to save listen, you your guy. No, listen, 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 Francisco Lindor, you know, Hard not to pick against him, but the reason why I'm taking Eddie Rosario as my as my uh, hot player because, you know, you're talking about a guy who has hit four home runs, twelve RBIs, two stolen bases, four thirty three in the last ten days or whatever, um, and scored eight runs as well for a Minnesota team that, as we talked about, was uh, was my hot team. Yeah. So uh, again, continuing the theme of hot team, cold team, but. Yeah, that's sort of why I went with Rosario over from Lindor, and obviously Lindor has been playing well enough and saying, no, 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 not too fast, Didi. Not too fast, Didi. Don't forget me. <laughs> um, so that would be my uh, hot guy of the week. Jordy, give me your cold. Uh, yeah, so cold players. If I had to pick a guy, yeah, I might have to, might have to stay on the fills with, with my pick and – Go with uh, go with Scott Kingery. Unfortunately, their rookie uh, kind of utility guy. Um, you know he's been he's been very cold. He got he actually got hurt for a game. He got hit in the elbow with a ninety seven mile an hour pitch. But um, you know it, it's a promising start of a career to him. But he's batting two ten. Um, like I said, he missed a game there, but. He's hit a couple dingeries, but we haven't seen any dingeries in a couple weeks. Sorry, I'm emphasizing the word. But, yeah, I mean, 
you know, not, not the best week for him. Uh, I think he can probably rebound from it. And I think his future is still very bright. Yeah. But you know, the 210 and a hundred, a hundred ABs is still tough to, uh, as a tough pill to swallow when this is a guy that coming into the season was so highly touted. The Phillies even did the opposite of the Chris Bryant deal in, in terms of, uh, you know, signing him to the, to the longer term deal right away. So you, you're, you're excited for what you're seeing, but you want to see a little more production out of it. Kind of that hitting the ball, but not scoring golf analogy I used before. Yeah, no, I like that pick a lot. Um, now I was going to go either Stanton or judge both miserable recently. Um, you could even go Robinson Cano for Seattle out there. Um, I was going to continue my cold streak team. Like we were talking about hot team, hold cold team and go with Jose Altuve since you know, he hasn't looked yeah, great. He's been very cold. But, Kyle uh, Seager's another one too, not not yeah. too hot recently. Yeah, I was even gonna go Gary Sanchez, that baby say, baby face app. <laughs> but a guy that you and I were super high on, me especially in the preseason, in our preseason pod of the National League West, and of the first place Arizona Diamondbacks, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, hitting a point zero four zero in the Ooh. last ten days. Uh, only only one hit, um, but Hasn't hasn't looked great. O, o, OPS of two twelve. Uh, not good. And not good. Not uh, too good. Yeah. So for me, that'd be my cold guy of the week. Uh, and from a team that's relevant and not just a, a shitty guy on a shitty team. So uh, that's where I'm going. Jordy, give me your bleacher creature. Well, we have to do pitchers first. Oh, my bad. Uh. I hate pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, you run the show. Tell me what's going on here. All right, so we had a lot of pitchers that you could pick from here. Um, mine is going to be interesting because I'm going to pick him for his stats, but it's also because of an interesting stat. Mine's Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last seven days, he's thrown 14 innings, uh, only allowed two runs, one of them earned. But Greg, one of those runs. Mm-hmm. The runs rather resulted in Verlander's first loss as a Houston Astro. Wow! Yeah, I mean he's only been with the team for less than a year, but still, that think about a, that. That is great, and and you're talking about a guy who's been unbelievable all year. So now, remember, um, like uh, two years ago, when everybody was like, "Is Verlander done? Is Kate Upton cursing him?" Nice. Do you remember that? He said to get the dad bot out of the way. I guess so. I mean, maybe the dad bod helped him. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I mean, we both have dad bods. Should we be major league pitchers? Are we doing the wrong thing podcasting? Hey, listen. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know who knows? If that accountant can be a goalie for the Blackhawks, why can't I throw for the Phillies? You don't know if you don't try. Huh. Man, could you imagine? Stop I throw it. one pitch, I just get fucking shelled by like. Uh. Oh man, they're showing. Oh, they're showing the goal again. Oh man, because the first it's the first intermission in the Nashville game. I'm sorry, but yeah. What about you? Who's your pitcher of the week? Um, you know, I, I could have gone Chris Sale, obviously, but I didn't want to be the homer um, and just pick my guys. Um, I'm gonna go from the bullpen because we never do that, despite it being called. Wait for it. Just kidding. Not a bullpen guy, but. Uh, I was excited. Who are you going to pick? You want a bullpen guy? Yeah, give me a bullpen guy. You want, you want the bullpen guy? I want the bullpen guy. 
<laughs> you sure you want the bullpen guy? Who you got? You know, fuck it. <laughs> jo- Josh Hader. Oh, great pick from Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah, what a um, great fucking pick. Thank you. I mean, it was worth the wait. I exited out of his thing. That's why I paused. So I had to get the stats up. But, um, you know, having a great year, 43 Ks in the year, 1.8 ERA, looking good. Uh, last 10 games, unbelievable. Um, pitching really well. Again, team that's uh, right up there with it. Uh, opponent batting average is all under one. This guy is lights out a whole other level and i think it the most he's pretty ugly and it's got to be the hair pretty distracting uh that's probably the reason why he's doing so well jordy guess what year this guy was born um josh hater 1988 Ooh, 1994 that wasn't even close at all i don't no. know why you tried to sound so excited no no i said ooh, not close but no that's uh that's my bullpen card pick because uh, all about, all about the bullpen. All about the bullpen, guys. All right, Craig. So let's move on to the fan favorite segments. I want to get your thoughts on the two stadiums you visited for the stadium snacks. You went to yeah, Arizona, love it, and love you went it. to Washington. I want I want to hear some thoughts because people have heard me talk about fucking Citizens Bank Park enough. Yeah, so I specifically went to each. Uh, you know, they have the ushers and everything at each at all the parks. So I went to them and. I asked them, you know, what's your signature dish? What do people come here for? Um, oh, yeah. Really doing some field duty. You're welcome. I'll start with the worst one. Um, I thought uh, Nationals Park, you know, going in, people, you know, the Uber driver said Nationals Park really isn't known for anything. You know, everyone has, most stadiums have like a something famous, like the Bell and the Green Monster and all this stuff. And, and, and where the Nationals play really doesn't have something like that. So yeah, they just have a view of the Capitol. That's really yeah. about it. Little I've been cookie, there a couple times. Little yeah. cookie cutter. And I had no idea they were hosting the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby this year. Yeah, I, f- I forgot about that until the Phillies played there this weekend. Yeah, I had no idea. I forget, completely forgot. It's a nice stadium. I'll give it credit. And uh, they had this this tater tot place, um, which apparently, yeah, which... You know, you can get all sorts of stuff on, like you know, loaded with loaded with everything and anything you can think of. Um, so that was uh, that was pretty good. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, and you know, when you're craving tater tots, you're craving tater tots. But mine were a little soggy, and you know, if you if you don't get a crisp crisp yeah, tater tot, the crisp, the crisp be, helps. Can't be great. Um, but they have so many different, you know, so many different things, which is cool, and so many different. Types of food, um, but the tater tot was definitely they're supposed to be their favorite. It's kind of like Yankee okay. Stadium or Mets Stadium where they have like all the, you know, the fancy different restaurants and everything. So, just so that's true. To, yeah, that thing in center field. Yes. Yep. Um, so then I went to and uh, Arizona was first, but Arizona would be the better of my two in my opinion. They're the ones that have the uh, they have the, uh, the the dome that closes and everything on top. So. Uh, it was closed, and they opened it up for the game because such a nice day. Um, the thing about the, the the Diamondback Stadium is, it's so built for the fans, Jordy. It's ridiculous. Like, you really? know, yeah. So they have like two or three bars in the stadium that, like, in the outfield that look out onto the field the whole time. So, like, instead of a right field, ble- you know, Fenway has like the the Sam Adams bleacher deck up on yeah, right field. That's where, I, that's where I was when I was up there. Exactly. So instead of having that. And for those who don't know, go look at the Instagram Thunder BLG. 
um, pictures from the seats up there. But if it's picture that, but a restaurant where you're looking, you have the, all the tables are looking out onto the stadium and onto the onto the game playing field. So it's pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. You're sitting there ordering a meal and, and it's just looking out into the thing. And they have like two or three of those. They have a nice little D backs Hall of Fame, which also has a bunch of like World Baseball Classic stuff because well, I for, completely forgot they hosted uh, the semifinals there um, for maybe two or three, maybe the second World Baseball Classic. But um, it's huge. It's awesome. It's super nice there. Like the seats are super nice. And the food, I mean, you can get anything and everything in terms of meats and crazy, crazy stuff. Um, you know, we ended up eating at one of the restaurants and they had this, this wing special, like, rattlesnake dip or some sort of snake dip that was unbelievable um you know obviously the wings that sounds were, incredible yeah the wings were made in it but it was like a sweet and then they made like the rattles i don't know maybe not rattlesnake but some sort of snake sweet barbecue something it was really good um sauce on top of chicken wings which was so again asked the usher and they said it's a must-have so yeah it's a good play yeah, you always got to ask yeah, sure. So, I so like it. yeah, and the 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 cool part like I said the Diamondbacks are 25 years old. Um wow. they've been yeah. They've been trying to build their <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? So this is their that 25 is year nice. according to their stadium and so they they're trying to build a fan base, you know. So Laurel, sorry. Uh my roommate was telling me, you know, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about it. <laughs> And we were talking about it, and it's funny because, like, everything's geared toward, like, they have a kid's zone, and, like, for kids under a certain age, they have the pool. Um, they have the pool out in center field. Like, they're really trying to get that their parents – so, like, let's say you and I grew up watching the World Series team, right? Yeah. So they're trying to get those – like, let's say in X amount of years, they're trying to get those those parents to bring their kids to the ballpark, right? So we would bring our three- and four-year-olds to Fenway or whatever. So – that's really what they're gearing towards. That, that Interesting. Okay. Trying to build, and the big thing is building the younger generation. Um, my roommate. Good, they, good on them. Yeah, they good kept showing. Them. Yeah, they kept showing signs for it, and they have Kid Appreciation Day like every other week, and all these cool, unique things. Um, so I, I really liked it. Really cool. Um, probably the better, my more favorite of the two ballpark. You just you don't realize how massive it is. It's huge. It I is mean, big. Part, I've been in downtown Phoenix before, and it yeah. is part humongous. part partly. Probably because I'm used to how tiny Fenway is, but this was definitely the uh, yeah, it was huge. So no. give me a bleacher creature, Jordy. So mine's gonna be mentioning hockey before, and I, I apologize to you, but it it had to be the kid uh, throwing a little shade at Brad Marchand, the kid with the fucking dog cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, a player on the Bruins has an affinity to troll players and uh, lick them. So to make fun of him, a uh, a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning who defeated the Boston Bruins in five games. Uh, shout out to me for thinking the Bruins would win in six games. Um, dead wrong there. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, this kid wore uh, wore one of the cones that you see dogs like when they get fixed um, around around his neck with a bru- with a fake Bruins jersey on it and said Marshan on the back. So that, that, I mean, that's a pretty good one. There, there's others too. I think now that the weather's finally getting warm out here in the East, where you have some more of the uh, the savage fans, whether they be Philadelphians or 
New Yorkers or even your your fair Boston Bostonians. Um, you know, more more and more people getting out to the ballpark. I think we'll we'll get to, we'll get to see some more uh, good bleacher creatures because the the people in the Midwest are too nice, Greg. I have a great one. Yeah, that I'm surprised you didn't go here. Okay, so I'm not sure if you saw this, but the kid there was a there was a little t-ball kid or maybe coach's pitch oh, kid. Yeah. And oh man. Let's see. They're probably. I, was, uh, I would say max seven, maybe six. Max. Yeah, this kid's got to be like five or six. Uh, max, and they must have walked in a run because he was on third base and he was slow motion and running, emphasizing every step trying to get his arm and his leg opposite arm and leg to go back and forward at the same time um you know sort of that uh, what's that what's that famous running movie with all the british people oh <laughs> chariots of fire. fire thank you trying to do the chariots of fire slow motion run from third base to home super slow it takes him a full minute video uh, uh, for him to get from third to home which was awesome super funny and the best part is the whole video the coach all the parents are laughing blah blah the coach is finally fed up tries to give him a little push and the kid swats the coach's hands away, turns around, stares at the coach. Again, mind you, he's he's he stopped now. He's not doing a slow motion run anymore. Stares at the coach, shakes him off, and then like continues to run super slow motion. And that wants nothing to do with the coach telling him not to fucking run fast. So um, that's my bleacher creature of the week. I thought it was hilarious. Loved it. I love super it. funny. I fucking love it. Yeah, um, Mr. Three Thousand, congrats to you, Pujols, Jordy. Before we uh, any final baseball thoughts? No, I mean I'm pretty excited for this week. I'm going to be going to two Phillies games. I'm going on Wednesday. Now I just got invited tonight to the Phillies Giants game, so I'm excited. We're hosting a tailgate on Saturday, so if you are hanging around uh, the you know South Philadelphia Sports Complex, come over and say hello. Uh, but yeah, you know I'm I'm excited for a, a warm week. It should be a lot of fun, and then obviously Mother's Day, watching the Players Championship with uh, my wonderful mother should be a good time. Yeah, so. I will be going to Cubs uh, Wrigley Field. Oh, so another I'll get another stadium snack for next week's pod. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Let's wrap up, Jordy. Let's. Where do you want to start? Go Sox games of the week. Who are you looking for? All right, yeah. So this upcoming week, uh, you got Phillies Mets, which is turning into more and more of a marquee matchup and a closer <laughs> and closer <laughs> NLE. Like I said, Greg, it's getting warm on the East Coast. We're getting a little East Coast bias here, so you got to be excited. Um, <laughs> got to be excited. But Yankees-Red Sox obviously coming up this week is pretty is a pretty big deal there. Not a big deal, but a big deal. Um, I would also throw out there um, the, the Twins and the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, both teams uh, – you know, are looking hot in terms of where they're at. The the Twins currently up six to nothing out in St. Louis with a, a couple innings left. But we'll you know we'll see how all that goes. But um, you know later on in the in the week you also got the Angels going out to Colorado, two division leaders battling out there, uh, and then the 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 Diamondbacks and the Dodgers facing each other once Dude, again. Are you gonna take every matchup? Like you're supposed to do one, and then I talk about the other. You literally took. Both my ones I was going to talk about. So you know what, Jordy, you you give the weekend matchups then. Tell me terrible, about this weekend. Terrible hosting. Terrible hosting. Yeah, I'm just the fucking worst. Aren't that was a, that was a terrible host. 
No, no, give the credit to do. Give the credit to do. Washington versus Arizona. Tell me why that's a marquee series. Come on, give me the do. Finish your thought. Washington versus Arizona. Both teams are very good. We picked them as hotter teams of the week. We actually forgot to talk about Arizona, so shout out to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was saying Arizona versus the Dodgers during the week, but yes, Washington Arizona this weekend is going to be exciting. Um, what other weekend? What other matchups are you looking forward to? Well, Jesus, let me just comb the desert to find the hardest one now. No, honestly, a uh, little. Little windy city, city rivalry, um, Cubs White Sox this weekend, which is what I'll be going to. Not a big deal. Um, Milwaukee Brewers, Colorado, Colorado Rockies, as you mentioned previously. Classic Jordy, not a big deal. Mets versus Phillies, mentioned by Jordy previously. Again, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> Arizona and the Nationals, again mentioned by Jordy. Not a big deal. So you mentioned it first, and the then only I had to one, pick the, up only, the only new one that I'm going to go out and say is uh, Washington. Uh, the one that I said was the the Windy City Battle, White Sox versus. Uh, well, you God. said fucking Washington and Arizona. I said Arizona and the Dodgers. Uh, there's one other that I might throw out there, and that's San Francisco Pittsburgh. Mm. So watch baseball this weekend is what we're telling you. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, the one I'm worried about is Boston going to Toronto. As mentioned many, 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 many times in this podcast, uh, the Red Sox never play well in Toronto, and Kevin Pillar has proved himself to be a pretty good, pretty good center fielder there for the for the uh, Toronto. Is he good? Is he good? Uh, Red Sox killer? Uh, not yet. I think he's just killing everyone. But good. the matchup. If we're going to watch anything, look for me on the big screen at uh, Wrigley. If not, I'd say Arizona-Washington. It's the like it. goalie, but let's quickly talk NHL. Mm. So we talked about we had the live reaction to the Capitals taking on the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, Preds currently up, started the second period against the Jets. Uh, Jets are up 3-2. Uh, what do you think? Do you think the Jets take care of it tonight, or do you think this goes back to Nashville? You know, Jordy... Coming into the year, before the year started, I had said Nashville and Pittsburgh. And it was looking like I was going to get that again. And then Pittsburgh got eliminated, and no one's more happy than me. Um, I, I might be a little happier. No, you are. But my point being that you know, I'm glad that I didn't get that one right. Um, but the thing that frustrates me about Winnipeg is it'd be like the, it'd be like the Devils winning you know, back in the day. They're just not a fun, sexy team. You just don't want to see them to win um, in terms of the Jets. So I'm hoping they have a really good goalie and then like two dudes that just snipe left and right. No, I mean, yeah, anyway, because uh, there's well, a good team in a ta- dirty defenseman. Well, no, you're, you're talking about, uh, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. Good defenseman, huge hitting defenseman. They got, you know, the, Korea, yeah, the Korean, and I was saying line A and fucking Shifley yeah. in terms of yeah. dudes that snipe. No, you're right. They're built the exact same way, and you're 100% right. You That was a great comparison. I didn't mean to not give you your due. Uh, I'm I'm agreeing with you. The only thing I'm disagreeing is their goalie's not Brodeur, but neither yeah, here nor I mean, there. It's hard, to, it's hard to be Martin Brodeur. <laughs> uh, if anything, you could, or you could argue uh, that Vegas is more of that team just because they are they play four lines. Uh, the big surprise, Jordy, we talked about a little bit, Vegas being able to run it's four Vegas, lines. Yeah. Being able to run four lines, like, no no problem. Um, okay. 
I got to ask you quick because they they're just showing this because Timu Solani's there, uh, who played for the original Winnipeg Jets, who are now the Arizona Coyotes. Do you think that's kind of weird that they're like it's not like some sort of like Cleveland Browns or whenever an NBA team goes back to Seattle and and retains the Seattle SuperSonics um, history or now like the Charlotte Hornets have it. Like it's just they're still like technically the the old Winnipeg Jets that he played for. They're showing a highlight right now. That's the fucking it's the the Coyotes. So, so let me ask you a question: Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs or whatever yeah. the whatever the minor league team have they always the been, Pigs, have, yeah. have, have they always been the have they always been the Phillies minor league team? No. So the well, so Scranton's the one you should be using because the Scranton Rail Riders are the Yankees AAA team, and it used to be the Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Red, uh, Red Barons, which was the Phillies. Right. And the Phillies changed to Ottawa. And people still root for Wilkes-Barre and, and Scranton or whatever. So I think it comes down to what city it is. And you never know. The ownership group – I mean, ownership groups change all the time. You know, clearly yeah. look at look at the Miami Marlins. So um, I think if – yeah, I think they can embrace it because he played in Winnipeg and, you know, Winnipeg was the city. So it's like yeah. – Really, fans are fans of the city. Yeah, they're fans of players as well. But you know, if I'm rooting for a team, it's because they're from Boston. Um, yeah. So this series, I mean, this is the last one that's alive. Actually, Winnipeg and Nashville. I mean, do we do we want a seventh game? Right? We gotta want a seventh game. No. Uh, well, no. Yeah. I mean, I want Nashville to win, but yeah, I want um, Nashville to win too because I want the fucking because it's so cool there. It's so fucking cool. You gotta go. I talk about this every week. Anyway. Let's move on to basketball and wrap this thing up because I know uh, people okay. got to get to bed. Um, bad thing. Uh, no, listen, hockey hockey play has been unbelievable, and Jordy, short of knowing, you know, whatever team comes out of this series, actually, no, we know the East. Capitals, yeah, we know the East. Capitals, Capitals and Lightning. Immediate reaction. Uh, I'm going to say the Lightning win. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any reason? Uh, I I think they're a little deeper. Um, I, I I would maybe. Both teams don't have the best defensemen. I think uh, Tampa's got the better goalie. Who's both Tampa. goalies are really hot right now. That's Tampa, the issue. Tampa's defense is unbelievable. But I would. I oh, that's a good point. Tampa's defense is really good. Before, I forgot. I, I forgot they added all those dudes before, um, before the Bruins series. I would have one hundred percent agreed with you uh, that Tampa's not that deep. But five on five, they absolutely owned the Bruins, and you could have argued the Bruins going in were a way better five on five team. Uh, the Bruins really scored on their power play, and that was really it. So, well, I was saying Tampa is deep. To clarify, they're deeper. There's, oh, I thought they're... you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa's going to win because they're deeper. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Honestly, I think it comes down to if Tampa stays out of the box and doesn't let the Capitals get on their power play, I think five on five, Tampa wins 100. percent But if they yeah. get in the if they get into penalty trouble, the Capitals' power play is better than the Bruins, and they'll score. The Bruins scored a lot of goals in the power play, so they just uh. If 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 Tampa can stay out of the box, they'll win that series, in my opinion. Uh, I really, you know, you, you never know. I hope it's not true, but because uh, you like Ovi and we want to see Ovi win one, but I'd rather lose to the Stanley Cup champion than to the loser uh, like the Toronto Maple Leafs did. So, and now the the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, they lost to the loser. Yeah, uh, I mean, did, you know, the Flyers did lose to a loser, Jordy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, historically, the Flyers have lost to Stanley Cup champions. So no, I'm just, I was, I, was, I was more making a pun on, on because you hate Crosby and Crosby's a loser. But oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, defending my my thesis. 
Um, <laughs> let's quickly though, basketball. Yeah. Um, so Toronto looks like they're going to get bounced tonight. They're down like 30 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Sixers won. Um, I mean, well, you and I have had a lot of shit talking between each other. Um, no, let's do it for the pod. So honestly, Jordy, we're talking honestly because no one, people haven't heard it. So uh, Cavaliers look good, but also that could just be because NBA is all about the matchups and and the Raptors. Have somebody to stop LeBron. They have no one, and they're they're a small team to begin with, and and the Cavs are a large team, so they're just, they're we're not going to win that one. Um, you know, we go out west. Looks like it's going to be we're three and one. We're destined for a Rockets and uh, Golden State matchup, which everyone's been waiting on all season four, which we're pumped yep. about. It's funny because preseason, if we look at it, and again, this is just me talking. Assuming we can get into it in a second, but assuming this this the Celtics win, me talking. This is exactly what people predicted in the preseason was was Caval- uh, Golden State versus versus. Uh, the Rockets and Cavs versus Celtics. Yeah, the Cavaliers and Celtics would look a million times different than what they started the season at, but that's what the, that was what people predicted, and it looked like it's going to happen again. So, um, are we looking at a at a fourth straight year of the, of the same two teams in in the finals, Jordy? Yeah, I think we might be. Honestly, is that good for basketball or bad for basketball? I don't know. Honestly. Because it's tough. You have like that dude in the Pacers Celtics series or Pacers Cavs series that like, and I've seen this from seeing the Warriors and the Cavs a couple times at, in Philadelphia. Of like, half the people there are like little five year olds who like their parents are wearing the hometown stuff, and they're wear like they're decked out head to toe on like fucking Steph Curry shit. Like, I don't know yeah. if it's if it's good because you. I mean the NBA. The NBA is sorry. The NBA is a very. Very much a star-driven league in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they, go ahead. Revenue, but is it good for like the hometown team? I, I don't know. Do they come into their own as they become teenagers? And well, well, I mean, if you look at it, that's why the NBA is making so much money and why they're popular because they're smart and they're not promoting their team; they're promoting their they're players. Promoting their players, yeah. Kobe, Michael, LeBron, like they have national names. You know, or sorry. Uh, well, world, add in the fact that that the fact that, that they by far more so than any other you know athlete whether it's a ma- you know the major four sports golf tennis whoever they they get the best shoe deals the best apparel de- deals i mean yeah. outside of the jordan spieth tom brady steph curry where they do that same repetitive thing for under armor can you name somebody else that's not a basketball player that has that type of an advertisement for Nike or for Adidas, whomever. Like I can only think of like tennis players. No, I mean a hundred percent. The where you're wrong is it's soccer players, obviously. Oh yeah, um, soccer players. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But like the thing, that's the thing is like what I'm trying. My point is comparing it to is basketball players are becoming like soccer players. Like yeah, Christian. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, people know who he is. Messi, people know who he is, right? You turn around, show me someone in, in Europe and Asia who doesn't know who LeBron is or doesn't know Steph Curry or who doesn't know uh, Michael or who doesn't know, uh, you know, there. I feel like there's so many players that people know in the NBA worldwide just because the way the NBA has built themselves and it's almost smart. You know, they've done a good job of marketing themselves and, and marketing so themselves true. as this player league. And again, 
go to Asia and find me someone who who doesn't know who Steph Curry is. And and yeah, yeah. so no, 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 I agree with you. So I think, do you agree with that as well? Going back onto the the, are we getting the same matchup to kind of wrap things up? Do you think NBA? it's going to be Warriors Cavs? Honestly, Jody, you- I I 100% do think it's going to be that. Um, but uh, nothing would surprise me at this point because the Celtics have played so far above their depth. And granted, they've had two easy matchups, but um, oh, oh, oh. Oh. tonight didn't look so easy. Uh, hang on. Oh, sorry. The the Predators were just on a break. I had to watch. So, so uh, let's get into it. So, the Celtics first round. People are like, oh, you know, they won because, uh, you know, they didn't have a superstar. They were they were underdogs, and they're like, oh, they didn't have a superstar. They're gonna lose to Giannis, blah blah blah. They didn't have their three best players, blah blah blah. It's fun being an underdog, right? Well, the, <laughs> hungry they, dogs run faster. They turn around and and you know win in seven. They come into the they come into the series against the Sixers minus nine in every single game. Minus they were sorry they were they were underdogs by nine point underdogs to the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, you're talking about the number one defensive team in the game being or regular season. Oh, what a goal. <gasps> Sorry, Forsberg. I'm going to for, see it in a second. Forsberg for Nashville just scored. Continue. You're talking about the number one defensive team in the NBA being the Celtics all season long being a, a nine point underdog. Granted, granted without their three best players, but to a Philadelphia team that they match up very well against, proving the point of all season. And here's the thing. You're, you said it before. Emily said it before last podcast. It's Brad Stevens has been. Oh, it absolutely is. Proving. Oh, he scored with someone else's stick. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> he grabbed a stick from the bench and <laughs> scored with someone else's stick. Oh Sorry. All right. All right. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens really has proven, like, how good of a – oh, is it onside? Yeah. How good of a coach he is. Um, and Brad Stevens really has proved like his worth, his ability, his, his, you know, knowledge of the game. And, and if anything, the 76ers proved that they're not going to win. Let's say the 76ers come back and go seven. If, if we're going to be crazy and think that and, and, ha- and be funny and, and try and make jokes about it, let's say that happens. The 76ers prove to everyone in the world, anytime a game gets close, they're going to blow it. So even if somehow they manage to make it to seven, there's just no chance they're going to going to win a game seven because they're they proved their youth. They proved that they can't handle a big moment. Even Joel Embiid, you know, the guy who should be the most dominant player on the court. I mean, how many times I say it to your face and on the pod, Joel Embiid should be the most dominant guy in the series. He should he should a hundred percent take over games, but he just turns around and and makes errant passes and t- takes ridiculous threes when he should be in the paint showing Al Hofford what it's like to, to be 22 years old or 23 years old again and backing him down and, and stuffing it in his face every time down the court. Um, and tonight it worked because they actually went inside for the first time all series and it worked for the 76ers. And, and TJ McConnell. Listen, over. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that and give you credit. I said to you. I was going to give you credit. I was going to give yeah. you credit. Give me a second. And I just saw the fucking goal. Holy fucking shit. Right? Holy let me, fucking shit. Let me, get, let me give you credit, but let me finish my point, and then I'll give you credit, okay? All right, all right. I was going to get there. Trust me. I'll give you credit 100%. You give me credit, I give you credit. The thing I'll say is, matchup-wise, the Celtics have 
said Ben Simmons, just like I said to you before the before the series, I said they're going to make Ben Simmons shoot the ball and they're going to shut him down everywhere else. And it has worked because Ben Simmons has showed his youth, showed his ter- showed how how he can't shoot, how he's not that great. He, he is good and he will be great, but he's not there yet. Uh, and Joel Embiid needs to figure out what he's doing in terms of playing a big game, playing a big spot, being a being an offensive weapon because right now he's playing timid and scared against a guy who's 38. Anyway, not that old, but Al Offord. Yes, Jordy, you 1,000% and there's proof on this podcast. People can play it back. You said TJ McCollum needs to play over Ben Simmons, especially McConnell. late in the game. Whatever. Especially late in the games. The kid is good. You know, he was he's scrappy. You had even you had even said he would uh he should have gotten the rookie of the year one. Uh was it two years ago? No, we were saying no, T I didn't say TJ should win rookie of the year. He's he was a rookie like three or four years ago. Uh, um no, so I was saying, just saying he should have played. You, uh, you 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 said that from the beginning, hundred percent giving you credit. You're right. Um I the only thing I'm gonna say about about the rest of the series, like whether it goes six, whether it goes seven, whether it goes five, um, the Celtics are already playing out of their depth and already playing ahead of where anyone thought they were going to be. So even if they come back it's and nice. lose, it's nice when you're playing with house money, isn't it? Yeah, and even if they come back and lose, no one expects them to win anyway. So anyway, so I'm in. Yeah, like, it's if, like if, if they if they if, the guy who's like supposed to be the greatest of all time. As underdogs, and you won. How great of a feeling would that be? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why we were talking about where this all started. Will it go back to a game seven? Like, or will 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 it be Cavaliers versus versus uh, whatever again? I I honestly can't like any nothing would surprise me because the Celtics team has just defied everything in terms of like again they shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be up three nothing or now three to one on the 76ers with without their three best players. And it just it just goes to show that. There's so, team, this team the next year and the next two years is going to be the best team in the East, regardless of how people reshake things like this offseason. So they're going to be the best team by far in the East. So the reason why I keep trying to interrupt you, because I agree, Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league. Do you think he's coming up with something like so out of the ordinary to trick LeBron's defense, like a special, like the Boston special? Is he coming up like, with something like that? Um, like maybe he saw a college team run it and he's letting them, you know, coming up with that. And, and one of these backup guys is going to call for it in a clutch situation. Is, is that what you're getting at? No. So I, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> it took me a second. It took me a second to get that. Sorry. It took me a second to get that. Uh, I was, I've been, I've been trying to go to at it. <laughs> it took me a second to get that. Do you want to explain it to, uh, do you want to explain it to the, so to I've been the, the crab? So I've been I've been slowly goading Greg. The player is supposed to be the best of all time. LeBron Brady playing as underdogs. Hungry dogs run faster with the Eagles and the Philly special, the Boston special. For those who didn't get it, oh, but <laughs> glad it took you like five minutes to get it. It's so much better. <laughs> it, took, it, it did take me a while. Credit where credit is due. Call me when you get one. For oh, the ring. Call, me, call me when you get five. What do you have? One for the one ring. Yeah, one one for the fools. Call me when you get five, all right? Yeah. Well, uh, now, because he's from Austin, you yeah, know what people say work? That Texas is back because a guy from Austin won a championship. Let me ask you a question, Jordy. What? When the when the Eagles do not win next year. It's par for the course. 
No, I'm saying when the Eagles do not win next year, do you trade Carson Wentz? <laughs> no, you don't trade fucking Wentz. His name is uh, Wentzylvania at this point. But did he win a Super Bowl? He would have. Uh, no he guarantee. Would've. You you cannot say that for certain. You don't know how I can't say it for certain, know, but I, I believe know. in Wentz. In Wentz, I trust. And I is think, it? Craig, Fultz, we're now getting many, into a sport how many, that's how many, how many deep bombs. How many bombs did did Fultz hit in the in the in the playoffs that like the did game you watch plan? Wentz at all? This? All right, we need to stop. We need to stop this because football's still four <laughs> months away. Realistically, realistically, Jordy. Realistically, Jordy. Seventy Sixers. When do they win? When do they win a championship? No. Or sorry, when do they lose? When do they bounce? Uh, I'm gonna say. Objectively, in six. Subjectively, you think they lose in, in 2019. Their, you think they lose on their home court? Subjectively, in 2019. Oh, think with, with your head, Jordy, not with your heart. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, listen, baseball this weekend, uh, going to the Cubs, White Sox, little Windy City rivalry. Yeah, um, get a little report from me next week. That's your you, homework assignment. You're going. I, listen, I crushed my homework report this week, but uh, you fucking killed it. Just clip this, clip all this stuff down. Make it, make it, keep it into one fifteen, and uh, let's uh, let's go Preds. Yeah, let's go Preds. All right, that'll do it for us. Of course, go check out Thunder BLG on Twitter, ThunderBlogSports.com, the website, and ThunderBlogSports on Instagram. Um, Greg, thank you as always. It was a ton of fun. Go Phillies. You say go Phillies. Go Sox. Hey, go Sox. Go Sox. Hey, go Phils. Go Sox. All right. Go Have Sox. a good night, everybody. Thanks again. Go Sox. Go Sox. Go Phils. <laughs>